Thanks for joining us for the Power Walk Ministries broadcast. And our current series is titled, Order My Steps. Reverend Paul Cannings brings us this teaching with a keen desire to help us develop a faith in God that's unwavering during the hard times. Today, he continues teaching from the book of Judges, chapter 4, when Israel was being challenged by a powerful enemy. God used Deborah because of her faith in him. Let's listen now as Pastor Kennings brings the message, Be a Faith Walker. There are some fascinating women in the scriptures that you may never think about. Here's the one that grabs me many times, and that is Anna. Anna lived with her husband for seven years, and as you would see with Mary, they married at very young ages. And she spent the rest of her life, so young marriage, and her husband passed. No children. She died at 84 years of age, and she spent the rest of the time in the temple so faithfully serving that Jesus Christ would make a point to go into her arms to reward her for all those years of service. Do you know what kind of job that was? It was a nasty job. Animals that are slaughtered, every bit of it is used. There's blood everywhere. There's guts. And she's washing lavers and making sure that the lights are turned on. And all these different things that are happening. She got to clean up all of the instruments they would use to kill the animals. She did all of these things over and over and over and over and over again for that length of time. She kept begging to see the redemption of Israel before she dies, and God delivers that into her hands. She's running around the temple, singing before God, praising God. Nobody's paying attention that this Messiah is in our hands. Could you imagine a person like Dorcas, who helped all these widows, and these widows, she would serve them, Dorcas. You got the Phoebes of the Bible that would serve so faithfully, Paul will commend her, then list all the other women that did a great job for God's glory. And that's what we find in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 4. See, many times people think they have to be in an apostle position or a preacher position or a pastor's position to serve. No. Service is seeing a need and seeing an opportunity to use that spiritual gift to serve God's people based on that spiritual gift to make a difference for God. Those are the people that you find mentioned and highlighted in the scriptures, and that's what you find with Deborah in Judges chapter 4. She recognizes the voice of God. She hears what God has said. In the last three days, we've been discussing this, and we've seen her take leadership but not take over. We've seen her take leadership because of her commitment to God, and she's not going to turn away from doing what God tell her to do as God order her steps to where she's going to do whatever God tell her to do, but she's not going to do that at a level where she takes a position, but she's focused on a function. Here is what you find with Deborah in Judges chapter 5. We've discussed from verse 4 all the way into verse 13 now, and they're now facing war. Could you imagine this? Deborah's no warrior. She's just being asked by Barak to come, and because she's already been given victory, God has told her what the victory is. He's told her that. He says, this is going to happen. I'm going to deliver Jabin into your hands. This is a done deal. He doesn't tell her how, when. He just says that this is going to happen. And Deborah believes so much, I'll go to war with you. Deborah, wait a minute. You're not a warrior. You don't carry a sword. You're a judge on the memory tree where you are judging people. What are you talking about? 
Deborah says, you know what? I already know there's going to be victory. You need me to come with you. Let's do this. She goes and she stands with this person named Barak to encourage him and these 10,000 men to fight this war against 900 chariots. Chances of them winning are very slim. And so she stands there. That's, that's one of the things that you find very powerful. It wasn't the obstacles she saw. It was the promise of God she believed. It was God's word that never fails. Is the God that she knows is so powerful, so great, never lies. It's word she's been implementing every day in judging Israel. She's seen the ramifications of it taking place. And as a result of that, it doesn't matter the obstacles. It matter who she's with as she walks with God. It's not who she's against. It's who walks with her. She's not walking with Barak. She's walking, believing in God. I always say this. It's not what you face. It's who you face it with. That's the powerful thing that you're dealing with. You could be at the Red Sea, but who are you facing it with? You could be in Shadrach, Michigan, Abednego on a fire. Who are you facing it with? The issue isn't what you face, it's who you face it with. And that's what you have here with Deborah. And Deborah is now, verse 13, facing the actual battle alignment. In Caesarea, gathered together all the chariots, even 900 chariots of iron. And all the people that were with him in Harosheth and the Gentiles and the river of Kishon and Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this is the day. Are you losing your mind, woman? Watch this carefully. The ten men in verse 10 were on their feet. I want you to picture this. You have 900 chariots of iron. These guys are seasoned warriors. You got farmers equipped in the best way they can. And they're on the feet. Could you imagine these chariots, 900 coming to 10,000 men, just ramming them and slaughtering them? That's what you face. And this is what Deborah is saying. Deborah is saying, the victory is yours. Okay, Deborah, maybe you've just been under that tree too long and the sun got the best of you. No. Deborah believes God in the face of overwhelming circumstances because he spoke. See, folks, we're back to this, and I know I've been saying it, and I love repeating it. I love repeating the fact that many times we hear the Word of God preached, but how much of it do we actually believe and do? When the obstacles are high, do we really trust His promises as we go smack dab through the valley and the shadow of death? Do we believe He's our shepherd to carry us through? When we're facing death and don't even understand why that happened, as radical as it did, a person going to work, and your family member is gone, your breadwinner is gone, like you would see in a flood here in Houston where a person was electrocuted and left the homemaker with three kids gone in seconds. How do you deal with that and get up and say, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Have you lost your mind? No. How do I lift my hands and holy hands and praise God? Many times, folks, that's when it demonstrates and exposes the depth of our faith. The depth of our faith is exposed in the gravity of our problems. How much of God will we believe? How much of God will we trust? How much of God will we apply? That exposes that. And when it exposes that we are not there, let it become the test of our faith to mature us to there. 
James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. People are going through horrible experiences. That's why there's anger. That's why people are giving up on church. And that's why he has to challenge them to their faith. You, you say you have faith, but it's static faith, intellectual faith. It is not dynamic faith. And that's why you got demon thoughts going through their heads in chapter 3. That's why their tongue is all over the place. And that's why they're adulteresses in chapter 4, worshiping all the pleasures of this world rather than God. He's going down the list. And he says to them, count your trials joy. Why in the world would I do that? When I'm having a hard time finding a job, the people that are rich are being treated better than the people that are poor that are abusing the poor during the day. And they sit them in the better seats when I come to church. Why am I go to that church for? You have all these different things that lead to zealots fighting and arguing. Yeah, folks, he says, count your trials joy because I am perfecting you, growing you, teaching you what it's like to build inside of you so strong that the inside matches the pressure of the outside so you can endure. The joy of the Lord becoming your strength. That's what he's talking about. The attitude of God. Joy is more into the attitude, mindset, temperament of God becomes who you are. So you learn perseverance. So if, if nothing changes, you can endure. You could bear up under the pressure, bear up under the stress, bear up under the anxiety because the strength inside of you is greater than what's outside of you. That's what he's saying because he says you could count it joy because God in Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 7 on only discipline those whom he loves. So God is working on you to become better. And that's why people like Deborah is celebrated because Deborah saw the victory, not the enemy. Deborah saw God going to move powerfully, even though she doesn't know the details because he said so. And that's what makes us powerful. In verse 14, it says, Deborah said unto Barak, okay, up now, for this is the day which the Lord has delivered Syria into thine hands. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor and 10,000 men after him. He got motivated because she says, the Lord, watch his words, had delivered Sisera into thine hand. He's delivered him into thine hands. It's a done deal. You get to control him. You have authority over him. You could do what you need to do with him. God is placing him into your hands. Go get the victory that God has for you. He believed in that woman named Deborah, that judge named Deborah, and took off running. Watch this carefully. Who is going to make your deliverance real? God. But what does he have to do to experience it? Run down there with 10,000 men against 900 chariots. He has to obey him. Oh, folks, we, many times we want God to bless us while we use this word. We're waiting on the Lord. Uh, waiting is very active. What do you mean? He's going down there. Where's the deliverance? He is waiting on God to deliver these people into his hands. Jabin and his 900 chariots of iron. He's waiting for that to happen. But he is actively going there, trusting God to make it happen while he's waiting. Waiting is not sitting around because faith is action. Faith is not passive. Faith is action. Faith is doing what God says when I'm going to love my wife no matter what she's doing. I'm going to obey God's word towards her. I'm going to keep obeying God's word. No matter what my husband is doing, it doesn't matter what my boss is doing, I'm going to obey God's word towards him. I don't matter what the doctor says. I'm going to get a group of people around me. I'm going to pray. I'm going to trust God for a victory when I go into that surgery because I believe in my Lord. I'm going to have a song on my heart. I'm going to have some verses in my mind before they shut my eyes. I'm going to believe God for it. That is waiting. I still got to wait for the surgery. I still have to wait for that person to change their heart or their mind or that child to turn around and do what God says. Still got to wait. But how I behave as a parent, how I operate as a parent is a part of the waiting. That's why he says, go 
The victory is yours. Go forward. That's God ordering your steps. He orders our steps when we, in the midst of obedience, provide us the deliverance he promises. You want to see God act? Believe him so much that you'll do exactly what he says, no matter the obstacles. Stay focused. Amen, Pastor Kennings. Deborah got a hold of God's promise and acted on it. It took courage, but she took God at His word. Now, if you'd like to obtain a copy of this message series, then please call us at 281-260-7402. You can also visit us online at powerwalkministries.org. And if you're listening and you're wondering what faith in God looks like, and what role Jesus Christ plays in all of this, then give us a call and let's talk about it. Our phone number again is 281-260-7402 or go to powerwalkministries.org. Pastor Paul Cannings is the president of Power Walk Ministries and also serves as senior pastor of Living Word Fellowship Church in Houston, Texas. If you're in Houston or you're planning a visit, you're always welcome to visit the church at 7350 T.C. Jester Boulevard in Houston. Worship times are Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please stop by this weekend. And now remember, Deborah walked by faith as she took a hold of God's promises of victory. Friends, there are 7,000 promises in Scripture, and you too can count on becoming a faith walker just like Deborah. 